Hi everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to our episode today featuring Melanie Faith, also known as the Blue-Eyed Priestess. She's telling us all about what it's like to be a professional witch, and she even reads my tarot cards at the end of the episode. Welcome to Beaming. looking forward to this episode for what feels like months. I think it's only been (laughs) three weeks since we planned it out, but today we are talking to Melanie Faith. You might know her as the Blue-Eyed Priestess. She is a professional witch, and thank you so much for taking the time today to be on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. Yay. Well, I always give uh, my guests a chance to introduce themselves how they'd like, and later we'll probably talk about how I stumbled upon you and how our relationship has grown. Um, But for now, I'll give you a moment to introduce yourself, what you're up to, where you are, all of that fun stuff. So like you said, my name is Melanie Faith and I am the Blue-Eyed Priestess. I am a spiritual advisor and I help people on their soul's journey. And I do this with the tools of astrology and tarot. So I receive my information. I like to say I'm kind of a cosmic coach. And I receive my information through clairvoyance, clairsentience, and claircognizance. So that means I'm clear knowing, clear hearing, and clear feeling. So um, I am a small business owner, and I am a professional witch. Amazing. And you're based in St. Petersburg, Florida right now. Is that correct? So I'm in Bushnell. So I used to live in St. Okay. And about three years ago, I moved out to, to the country where I live with my dog and two cats and six chickens. <laughs> I always it. dreamt of um, being a country girl. And I do most of my readings online, but I do a lot of um, different events in St. Pete. I'm in Tampa sometimes, Orlando. I'm kind of right in the middle. So I get around. Okay. That's great to know because I have I have a lot of Florida listeners from all around the state. So I was working in St. Pete and I attended a creative mornings event. This must have been last year at this time because it was supposed to be in person. Like I registered to be there in person and then everything moved virtual. I'm pretty sure it was like in March or April. Um, but you did, I think you did a tarot card Tuesday type situation and I'll let you talk about that and kind of what you do on social media. But, um, I, I saw you immediately followed you was just like really excited by what you brought. And, um, since then I've been following and I think we had our first readings together this past fall and, um, it just opened up my eyes to, um, a whole new world as they say. And I've definitely been hooked since. So I guess I would love to, I guess we should start from the beginning and your childhood growing up and when this whole world was introduced to you. So to understand who I am, you have to understand my family dynamic. I come from a very large Jewish family. My grandmother was the matriarch of our family. She had nine children and I'm one of 22 grandchildren. So growing up, my grandmother, she was a spiritual seeker. She was a healer. She did Reiki, but she was a nurse by trade, but she was absolutely a spiritual seeker. My grandmother was involved 
in, she was a medium. She was a shaman. She did tarot. She did seances. She did a little bit of everything. Um, Even after she passed, we found a lot of ceremonial magic. So she was in all accounts, a witch, but that would never be something that she would be comfortable saying. She liked to use the phrase new age. And as you know, you know, being Jewish, we have the Kabbalah and, you know, Jewish mysticism was kind of always part of our life. And it was definitely part of my life growing up. She gifted me my first set of tarot cards when I was 12. And when we would get together as a family, which we did every single week for, I'd say, three decades of my life, we would get together and read each other's cards. My mom has three other sisters that live locally. We would all get together and we would all scream first because we'd want to be the first one to get read. So my grandmother or my aunt would be the readers. Sometimes I would, and we would all get our cards read. So we would get together every week and we would talk about you know, how we were feeling, what kind of premonitions or dreams we had. So spiritually, you know, who I am is who I've always been. It's nothing different. I think it's a lot more accepted now. I'm a little bit older than you, my darling. I am 41. So, you know, I grew up in the 80s and that was before we had like access in the same way that internet and information is accessible now. So for me, I had to get my information in books and my grandmother. So, you know, at first I learned about Wicca. So that was, you know, my grandmother, again, was very Jewish. She kept the high holy days, but she had so many books in her house about so many different things, anything, numerology, anything you would want to know about astrology. She had everything. So the first books that I was interested in was obviously Tarot when I learned how to read very young at 12. But then I learned about witchcraft. And the first thing I learned about was Wicca because that was the that was what it was available at that time. And for me, I was immediately attracted to Wicca because it is the celebration of the God and the goddess. And that was the first time I had realized like, oh my God, there there is a goddess here. Because obviously Judaism, like Christianity, they are very patriarchal. And um, I was just floored by that. And I was excited by that. So I started to learn about witchcraft when I was in high school. And it kind of went from there. You know, I don't even think my family is really comfortable with the word witch. That's a very scary word for a lot of people. But my family, we're all the same. We all get together. We read Tarot. There's three of us. So I'm a third generation psychic. My mother is very psychic, but it's not something that she does by trade. There's just certain things she knows. She's always been like that. So, you know, who I am is a reflection of of my childhood. Wow. So growing up, learning all of these things, did you know you wanted to work with people and guide people through this, like in your professional life? So no, because for me, it just, it kind of, it it was what it was. It was a a set of beliefs, but it wasn't necessarily a career. Now I knew that you could be a professional tarot reader because my grandmother's longtime boyfriend, that's what he did for a living. So I knew that that position and that profession existed, but it wasn't something that I wanted to do. And again, my grandmother shaped my life in a lot of ways. My grandmother always had a camera with her. She had a video camera and I'm the family historian. I have hundreds of VHS tapes that I'm actually converting into DVDs. So she always had a video camera with her. And because of that, we would make movies and I would be the actress or I would be the producer. So for me, I ended up working in television. I had a career in television for 18 years. I was a television producer and it was the love of my life until it wasn't. And I kind of worked my way up the corporate ladder. And then I realized that 
I didn't want to be on the ladder anymore. I was really burnt out. I have Crohn's disease, uh, which is a chronic condition, and I've had it for 24 years, and I was really stressed out, and I was getting sick. And I realized that I was no longer spiritually aligned with what I was doing. I was working at a major network and I was pushing this beauty myth that, you know, in order to be beautiful, you have to be a consumer of the latest lipstick and mascara. And it just, it wasn't aligned with who I was anymore. And not only that, you know, the women that we would use to sell these products, they didn't reflect who I was. You know, I've always been on the heavier side. You know, they were thin, tall blondes. These were women that didn't even look like me. Mm -hmm. So I started to realize like, you know, this, this, this isn't working for me. So it was a transition for me. You know, you have to think of your ego, right? When you have worked really hard for a really long time to get to what you feel is the pinnacle of success. And then you realize that you're going to transition into something that's very controversial. So I would see people and they would say, Hey, how are you? What are you doing now? And I'd say, you know, I'm a professional reader now. And people would kind of look at you. They weren't sure if you were joking or how to, you know, respond to that. Mm -hmm. So it was definitely a transition for me, but I had always been a tarot card reader. I had always had clients. It was something that I did on the side. But as I made the transition, I had to figure out, you know, now that I'm going to leave television, a career that, you know, I worked really hard in, what am I going to do? What are my gifts? What am I good at? And what do I have to offer the world? And once the craziness of television started to settle down, I was able to really figure out like, okay, this is what I know. And this is what I do because people would always come to me, you know, they'll, people will text me on a full moon. Hey, what does this full moon mean for me? Or, Hey, what's, what's going on with the planets? You know, you get those texts in the middle of retrograde when, you know, things are on a kind of on fire and stuff like that. Or, Hey, I am dating this new guy. What do you think about a guy that, you know, has a, a moon in Scorpio or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So I knew that like, The universe was kind of giving me these cosmic breadcrumbs and I decided to follow it, which is what my career is now and what I've probably been doing for the last five years full time. Okay. Wow. So it's nice to hear the transition happened. I mean, I'm sure it was a scary time to transition when I transitioned out of working in an office where I had a a salary (laughs) to being like, oh, let me go pursue acting. I didn't know a pandemic would hit a year later, but alas, it's, I mean, it's scary leaving that stable environment where you know what's kind of coming next, but it sounds like it's nice to hear that you knew you were ready and that you loved it until you didn't. I haven't really heard that very much. And it kind of like gives you a little comfort knowing that there are other loves out there and you can grow out of love with even your career. When I feel like a lot of times you don't necessarily see that. So is that when you created the blue eyed priestess? Has that always kind of been your thing or your name? Um, And how did your business come to be what it is today? So when I first left television, I, I moved out into the middle of the country. I mean, it was a lot of change for me at one time. When I first moved out here, I would commute 85 miles one way to drive all the way to my job. Because what happened when I first left, I was freelancing. Mm. So, you know, I was very well liked and I very much love the job I had. I mean, I worked really hard. I love the people and they gave me the opportunity to come back and freelance when I left my full-time position. And I'm grateful to that to this day. If I wanted to go back, 
I probably could. I mean, I really loved it, but it just wasn't for me anymore. Mm -hmm. So when I moved here, I had to figure out how I was going to make that transition. Now I am privileged because I have a husband who's there to help me. If I was a single person, it would have been a lot more of a struggle, Mm -hmm. but I waitressed. So I went from making 40 plus dollars an hour to making $5 an hour waitressing. So yet again, that was uh, quite a humbling experience for me, but it's never too late to start over. And the other thing is that, you know, a lot of women your age, they come to me and they create, we create these expectations of what we think our life should be. You know, my life should be A, B, and C. I should have kids by this time. I should own a house and I should be at this point in my career. And life really doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. And you're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to put time and effort into something and then say, this isn't working for me anymore. And that's what happened to me. It just wasn't working. So I started waitressing and I built my company, uh, you know, by recommendation. And, you know, if you go to a psychic or a reader and they tell you a lot of things that come true, you tell your friends and those friends tell those friends and those friends tell those friends. And that's how my business grew. It, it really grew organically as we were discussing prior to, us hitting record. I have a love hate relationship with social media. So, um, you know, I, I have, obviously that's how I met you. I do get a lot of my clients that way, but majority of them come from word of mouth. So blue eyed priestess, you know, the word priestess, I love the high priestess. I don't know if you're familiar with that tarot card, but I'll send you a picture if that's something that you want to look at. But in the, um, the tarot, she is the intermediary between the physical and the spiritual world. That's what the high priestess is. She tells us to use our intuition, to follow our emotions, that to be receptive to what spirit is trying to communicate with us. And that is who I want to embody, that I can help give people messages that they need so they can make changes in the physical world so that they can live their best lives. I love that. I, you, I've heard you mention it before, but I don't think I ever knew exactly what the card meant. So I think that's a good way to segue into the big question of there are like a million millions of people out there who have never experimented with tarot or had their cards read or even been introduced to this world. And I know I have a lot of friends that obviously after I spoke to you, like you said, I ran to them and said, you have to get a reading with Melanie. I really, my eyes are open and I had this really great experience. And I had already started learning about these things and the the sky and my birth chart and all that before. So it just kind of helped me move to the next step. But for all those people who might not have ever experienced a reading before, who are the, the people that should reach out to you or get their cards read or do their own research on this? Well, I mean... I think spiritual knowledge is there for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, it is there for me. People usually, you know, they come see me for a lot of different reasons. They may be in a transition. They may be getting ready to move and they want to know, hey, what's coming up for me next? They may be in the middle of a divorce and they need to figure out what steps they can take to heal. 
You know, there are so many different reasons. You know, my advice is when you're looking for a spiritual healer or someone to help you on your journey, people usually seek me when they are in crisis too. A lot of times you're in a spiritual crisis. You're, Mm -hmm. you know, you are beating your head up against the wall or you feel like you're pulling one way, but you're resistant and you're trying to figure out what to do. If you're looking for a spiritual seeker, you should definitely feel their vibe. You know, some people, you know, I'm a very direct style communicator um, and that can be a little scary for some people, um, but find somebody who kind of speaks your language that you can be vulnerable with. Because when you read someone's cards, it's a very personal experience, especially for me. I'm a lot of eighth house, which is I'm a lot of Scorpio. So I dig deep. I can look at your chart and I can see, hey, look, maybe there was some trauma here. Maybe these are some of the things that you're still working to overcome. So I think astrology is a wonderful tool, not just as your birth chart, but to know, Hey, we're in Pisces season right now, get your tissues ready. You know, this is a time when people are going to be a little bit more sensitive, but it's also the opportunity to create, you know, learn where we are, learn when the seasons come, what that means, because, you know, before we used to be really connected to the earth because that's what we had to do in order to eat. But now because we go to a grocery store and we eat, we're not connected to the earth anymore. And the earth really will tell us what the seasons are and what we need to be doing. If it's winter, we should be resting. You know, people don't realize because we go, go, go. And we live in such a capitalistic society that people are always pushing themselves instead of taking note on what's happening in the sky, what the weather is like, because those are certain indications that you should be resting. You should be beginning new things. You should be planting seeds. You know, as we come up on the spring equinox, which is coming in March, the other thing is what seeds do we want to plant for the year? What new beginnings do we want to want to see? And we want to water throughout the year. These are things that I help teach people because they are just not aware of it. And sometimes you just need to be aware of these things happening so that you can make the changes that you need to make that are helpful for you. That makes any sense. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. It's just amazing how you can read the sky and someone's chart and their cards and just get, I mean, I feel like the card reading for me was very much like not a prophecy per se, but just preparing you and giving you more information about what's happening in the world and what's happening to you and around you. So I think definitely during a time of transition or um, a scary time or stressful time, uh, reaching out to you, I mean, that's what I did. So (laughs) reaching out to you is definitely a step in the right direction for me. I feel like so many people just are like, Oh, you know, Mercury's in retrograde and they like blame whatever's going on in their life on on that, but they might not know actually like what is happening. So you you hear a lot of pop culture terms and regarding astrology, and one of them is Mercury retrograde. So it's actually Mercury retrograde, not Mercury in retrograde. Okay. It's Mercury retrograde, which means that the planet Mercury appears to be going backwards or it's stationary. So a lot of times Mercury controls travel and communication. Um, You know, a lot of times you'll see plans that are ruined or you'll see, you know, you're fighting with your friend because she interpreted a text message the wrong way. Mm -hmm. But I like to say, you know, Mercury retrograde happens three or four times a year, depending on the year. So it's going to happen every year. And what it does is it takes things back around that you may have not learned. So sometimes you'll see an X sneak back around because it's almost like the universe is saying, hey, 
Have you learned that lesson yet? <laughs> it's a time to refocus okay, and think about some of the things that you are doing. And if you have learned that lesson or if it's come around again, do you have to relearn this lesson once again? And the other thing in pop culture, people hear a lot is your Saturn return, but you got time for that. That's when, you know, Saturn takes 29 years to come all the way around. So around the time you're 29 and leading up to it, you really assess what have I done with my life? Where am I going? It's kind of like that, that time when you're, you're really weighing out, like, where have I been? What am I doing? Am I doing the right things? It can be a challenging time. That's kind of when you make the evolution and you go through all the Zodiac. Right. Wow, that's going to be a year because I feel like I already do that on the daily, <laughs> like on a daily basis. I'm like, where are you? What are you doing? Um, but I know you've, you mentioned earlier that people in their 20s, that seems to be a, a common theme, which gives me a little bit of comfort knowing that everyone kind of feels like, you know, who knows if they're in the right place or not. So I would say that the things that come up for women and men in their 20s. And I've been reading a lot of 20-somethings probably for the last two or three weeks, probably more than I've read in the last couple of months, is that you are right where you need to be. You're not a step ahead. You're not a step behind. That's not how the universe works. And I think what happens is comparison is a big thing, which you've talked about on your podcast before. And we like to evaluate where we are based on where our friends are. And I had to learn that myself. You know, I had to forfeit semesters of college because I was bedridden when I was in college. I was very sick from my Crohn's disease. And I graduated when I was 25. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, by that time, my peers had been working two or three years in their job. And I met my husband when I was 33. I got married when I was 37. And for some standards, that's like the old hag age, you know, like, oh my God, like that would be the worst thing for a 20 something to hear. And it's like, things happen exactly the way that they're supposed to. And there is a divine synchronicity to the way that the universe works. And if you can just be in the moment that you're in and know that you're supposed to be there, I promise it will eliminate 50% of the stress that you're worried about, that you're not doing enough. You're not being enough. You're not skinny enough. You're not making enough money. You're not successful enough. You know, there's a million, I'm not enoughs. And then the other thing is, you know, people come to me and they want to know, what is my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing with my life? And it's not always that easy. You know, when you look at someone's chart, maybe they are here to cultivate spirituality. How does that translate into a profession? You know, maybe they're here to learn how to be more forgiving. That's not going to translate into a career either. I mean, I can look at your chart and I can know that there are certain things that you should be doing, but some people are here to be more financially savvy. Again, you could be working any job. Maybe your lesson is to learn how to spend your money or save your money or create stability for yourself. So that's the other thing is that I think that we live in a world where sometimes people want really easy answers to things and it's not so easy sometimes. It, it's it's definitely not. Mm -hmm. But if you can kind of take some of those lessons and know like, hey, I think that's the beauty of astrology. Astrology is really a tool to help you get to know yourself. And that is what tarot is also. That is originally how I started to use tarot is 
it's a tool. That's what me and my aunts and my grandmother originally would use it for. We would look at our week ahead and we would say, okay, these are some things that are coming up. These are ways I can strategize so that I can be spiritually prepared for whatever's coming. So, you know, astrology and tarot are tools for these things. And I think younger people, because maybe because TikTok and Instagram has taken like so much energy and focus. Like there are certain spiritual tools that people need to have in order to to live healthy, to to be happy, to be spiritually sound. And I think it's like focus more on what those tools are to help heal yourself rather than how successful you are, because that will only take you so far. Right. That's that's very true. I feel I mean, we were talking about this earlier, just the whole of social media in general is, um, is taxing on us and making sure what we're consuming and giving off both of those things, making sure they're good for us for people who are new to learning about their spirituality and maybe their astrology. Are there things that you suggest for them to do or things for them to read or ways that they can get involved with themselves in that way? So the things that I usually you know, tell people to do are not necessarily spiritual, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I will tell my clients to create, you know, creating is a gateway to divinity. It is your access to the universe. Like there is an energy that I don't know if you've ever created and you get in the zone. So, you know, I tell people create, you know, create without wanting to show somebody or without having to make it a final product, just create to create or spend time outside. Like I'm not one for, Hey, you should meditate every day because realistically that doesn't work for a lot of people. It does work for some Mm -hmm. move your body, do things like that. Like, and you know, spirituality is so different in so many ways. I like to tell people, I had a client who wants to have a party with her friends and she's a Christian. She's a devout Christian. She wanted to understand kind of who I was and what I do. And what I tell people is that I think there's a lot of paths to get to the top of the mountain, right? There's Judaism, Christianity. You could be a Muslim. You could be a Wiccan. There's a lot of paths to get to the top of the mountain. And what I'm going to guide you on is based on what path you're taking, which means if you already have a foundation of Christianity and that's something you're comfortable in, then I am really going to cater my advice to you based on Christianity. Okay. Well, maybe you should read some Bible verses. I do not believe in organized religion. I think there's a hierarchy in organized religion, but I do believe that you can get to spirituality through religion, if it's the right place, you know, religion has a way of promoting fear instead of faith. And for me, I have a hard time with that. So, you know, I would guide you based on where you are, because there's a lot of different places people can be spiritually, you know, people will say, I'm an Aries, tell me about my sign. And it's, well, that's just your sun sign. And there's a lot to say about that. But like, there's a lot of other planets, and they mean just as much, if not more than just that. So, you know, it depends. Are you interested in astrology? Are are you interested in witchcraft? Like what part of spirituality are you interested in? What are you seeking? And that's the other question is what exactly are you seeking? Right. That's good to know that every human is so different and their connection to these things will be really different and they may be seeking different things like, like you said. So I think that's that's really interesting. You know, one of the reasons why I came on this podcast that I think it's it's important for 
are women like me who call themselves witches. Um, witches have is a really scary word, and they have been religious scapegoats for years and years and years for, you know, political reasons or social reasons. And to call yourself that comes with a history and a really negative connotation sometimes. And, you know, we are feminists. We are rule breakers. We are no shit takers. There is a lot of women that are like me. And I feel like I'm not a scary person. Um, And sometimes you can see a visceral reaction when you say I'm a professional witch. People are very uncomfortable, but there's really nothing scary about me. I'm here to help people on their soul's journey. I have a reverence for the earth. You know, I'm connected. I want to be a steward to her to make sure that, you know, we are recycling and we are taking care of her, that there is equality for our brothers and sisters, regardless of, you know, their gender or their race any of those things. So I definitely want to make sure that people understand that because I don't think a lot of people really know women who call themselves witches. There are a lot of us online, but I mean, how many people do you know personally? Yeah, that would be one, you. (laughs) (laughs) And I think probably a lot of, you're right. And it's, it's also just not something you learn about in like, just general walking through life, I feel even, you know, growing up or, you know, I, th- I think it's just so unique and so special. And thank you for, for coming on and sharing all those things and like just such a condensed part of everything you bring to the world and all your clients. And just so excited for people to hear you talk about what it is to be a professional witch and just how you move through the world. So I'm very excited. Me too. So I wouldn't have a reader and a professional witch on the show without sharing a little part of that. She is going to read my tarot cards now. So she'll talk through everything that she's experiencing. And I'm going to give obviously most of the floor to her now. Perfect. So probably the biggest misconception and the question I get asked the most is, Do you have to be in front of the reader to get a reading? And no, you don't. You know, you can connect to somebody's energy and you can see things without them physically being there to shuffle the cards. So what I do is I shuffle the cards for you. And is there anything specific that you want to know in your reading today? Um, Well, I am going through a, I feel like an awakening almost. I like get into these like kind of darker spells of, being upset about where I am and my career and all that. But recently I've had a lot of energy and positivity going towards it and moving forward. So I'm just wondering kind of what, what that's going to bring to my journey. Um, We've talked about me relocating somewhere, maybe sometime soon, who knows? Um, so if there's anything there, I'm sure more questions will, will come as, as we go. But that's, those are the things that are on the forefront of my mind. So based on what I see in your chart, and let's talk about first the upcoming full moon. Okay. So the upcoming full moon is in Virgo. And for you, what I think is something you should focus on is how to be of service to the people that are around you in your community, how to be of service to your siblings, how to be of service to your roommates, you know, how can you help others? Because what it does is it takes, 
it shifts things, you know, it shifts from like, Hey, am I doing all the things that I need to do for me to how I can be of service to others? And how do you want to be of service to your community? What does that mean for you? Okay. So this is how I serve, you know, I serve in a kind of a spiritual capacity, but you know, there are other ways that I, that I, that I try to serve as best as I can. Like in my family, my cousin just had a wedding. I made a bunch of treats for her wedding. Like whatever that is that we can do for other people that can help them in their time of need. So I would really encourage you to do that. The other thing with the full moon in Virgo, it's about your daily habits. Are they contributing to your success? Do you have daily habits that are getting you closer to your goals? Do you know what your goals are? And then the shadow side of the Virgo full moon, because there is always a shadow is, are you being overly critical to yourself and to others? And do you have expectations that are very difficult to meet? So I would really encourage you to think about some of those things. Okay. And I'm shuffling the cards now, as you can hear. Take a little sage and clean them real quick. So I do a 15 card spread and I do a past, present, and future. I mean, your cards are fantastic. Wow. So, you know, that's always a good thing. You know, the thing I can hear to see here also is that you make a lot, you put a lot of pressure on yourself to make decisions on what you're supposed to do in your future. Like you're like, I shouldn't, I should know what I'm going to do by the end of the year. I should have a decision by this time of the year. You put these dates on when you think you should do things. And remember what I said about expectation, Mm -hmm. you know, you create these expectations for yourself. And then sometimes when you don't meet them, they can become a little disappointing. You know, other than that, you have, um, it's very interesting. Are you dating a man now? No, (laughs) no. So I wonder if there is someone that is going to come around um, I feel like you have your option of a man and a woman. Oh, my God. so hey now, hey, <laughs> that's um, interesting. Do you, you do you date both men and women? Yes. Yeah. So I think that you'll have a little bit of you'll have a little bit of both. Actually, I'm wondering if the man that um, this man you might have already dated before. I'm wondering does if is there an ex-boyfriend or maybe someone that you're chatting with that lives far away that you making plans to visit with him? This is in the summer. I would say June or July. I haven't mentioned yes, there is someone that lives far away. Um I haven't mentioned the summer. There's a chance that I'll be in his town in the fall, but um we're kind of like a little off and on, like I, I'm very bad at texting communication. So I, and like a long distance relationship, um, is not, um, something that we've like ever really discussed. Um, but there is someone. Well, I don't know if it's a, it's a relationship per se. And I don't necessarily, I think he's a nice guy, but I don't necessarily think he has the criteria for a long-term partner. Okay. So I think you like him, but I also think, you know, that he doesn't, he's not, a, you like him, but he's not exactly what you're looking for either. Um, and he's there. And then the other thing is your family lives, what, like an hour or two away from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there some celebration that's going on um, in March sometime? Will there be some kind of family event? Cause I wonder there, so there is definitely 
you will be traveling. I think you will be traveling. I don't know. Maybe you don't know about it yet, but I definitely see some kind of family activity of people getting together sometime in March. I think it's probably later in the month, um, maybe towards the end. Maybe it's even late March or early April. You know, you have a lot of moving parts. Are you working on writing something now? Um. So are you thinking about it? You're just not doing it? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I'm, I've started reading a book that has made me think about writing a little bit more, but I haven't like even put the thought down to action at, in any in any way. I think now that you are a little bit, um, do you feel a little burnt out? A little bit. I feel like I'm getting the energy back, but I definitely was burnt out and not working on like, I have a very hard time believing that I'm an actor right now. <laughs> like, I literally f- sometimes feel like my past, like, I, it was a past life that I was an actor just because I haven't in so long. And so I get super burnt out when I start thinking about I'm working so hard. I work multiple nanny jobs. I do a podcast. I teach yoga. Like, I'm doing all these things, yet, like, my career is just, like, in the back. So remember, the skills that you're acquiring now will help you later, even though you don't see it. And the and the way that you feel burnt out, you will feel re-inspired. I mean, you have the sun, you have the star. This is a time when you will feel kind of invigorated with new experiences. I think what's happening for you is that, you know, from what I can see here is that how do you have new experiences when your schedule is booked every single day and you're working? Like you don't, you haven't really allotted time to, to have those experiences yet. I mean, I see some of the challenges you have when it moves into the future in regards to your finances, because I do think that you do want to move. I just think that it's, you know, things come up. I do think that you are, are you making plans to move somewhere else? Like, I feel like you're, you're happy here and kind of okay, but you're, you're really also trying to figure out where your next spot is. I will tell you, I think you're going to stay here until, at least 2021, uh, 2022 rather, like, I feel like you will make the transition out, but it probably won't be until the summer of next year. And I think part of that is you just don't know where you're going yet. And the other part is there's COVID. I mean, how many great opportunities are there for working actors at this point? Because there's not as many as they were before because they're not shooting as much as they were before. There, um, I'm hoping for a celebration at the end of June <laughs> and like friends coming together. Safely. I think I said that already, but it's not here, right? You're going to travel somewhere. It's not at your house or in your area, right? It's like in your state, but like maybe you have to travel by car like four hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, ma'am. Oh, yeah. yeah that is, okay. <laughs> yeah, that is absolutely going to happen. And it's men and women, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. So may I ask, this might be the part you want to cut out. So the thing with your reading that I can see too, is you don't have a lot of people in your reading. You know, you have a lot of what's called the major arcana cards, you know, the judgment, the chariot, the wheel of fortune, the hermit, the star, the fool, 
you know, there's a lot of you're moving forward and you're moving forward in a positive direction. Like how you said that, you know, you feel more inspired that you're kind of making a a turn when it comes to your own personal spiritual journey. You know, this is a time for you to really kind of dream big and figure out in which direction you want to move. Like, I don't even know if you feel that you're a hundred percent dedicated to acting. Like, I don't know if you in a way feel like that's not a real profession, but I feel like there's some struggle with you. I feel that you can't even, there's no clear focus on on what you want to do. And I don't know if that's because you don't feel that's realistic or what that is, but I would encourage you to figure out, Hey, if I could dream my biggest dream, it would be this. Usually I ask my guests where people can find you. So if you want to let us know where we can find you and follow along with you. Sure. You can find me at www.blueeyedpriestess.com. You can also find me at the same handle on Instagram, Blue Eyed Priestess, as well as Facebook. And soon I will have an upcoming Etsy shop that will also be the Blue Eyed Priestess. That's exciting. Okay. Well, I hope everyone follows along because I learn a lot from you just from what you post on a daily basis and obviously from your fantastic readings. So I thank you so much for being on and sharing your perspective, your journey, something that I think is so unique and people will be really excited to hear about. So I'm just so excited for people to uh, tune in, but I want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for listening in to my conversation with Melanie. I hope you learned as much as I did. I think she's a fabulous person. Definitely follow along on her journey on Instagram. And as for us, I will see you next week. Have a good one.